It's not about not acknowledging the challenging circumstances or bypassing our emotions and experience around it or being ignorant to or pretending like the systems and the traumas and all of these things aren't a real factor. It's about holding a state of openness. That's what holding a state of trust and abundance does for us. We might be seriously lacking, have serious, actual, literal scarcity in certain areas of our life, but we are not operating from that energy. Hey friends, welcome back to the Make It Inevitable podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Zamora, and today we are going to do the third part of our Somatics of series. And we're going to talk about the somatics of trust and faith and and living from abundance versus scarcity. This series, as a reminder, is all about how we work with the somatics of our experience, of our way of being. Somatics is of the body as separate from the mind. So we're dealing with our body, our tissue, our cells, our nervous system, our animal aspect of who we are. And we're learning to work with that as a tool to change our state, to change our way of being, to change the frequency from which we do, act, be, speak, all of these things. So trust is one of the most critical components to becoming magnetic, to aligning with the things that we want, to elevating our way of being and our experience and producing different results. And and trust, the definition of trust is the firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of something or someone. Think about a time or a place where you've had trust, something that you have trust in now. That might be as simple as when you open your computer, you, you trust in its reliability that it's going to start up. You go to your hairstylist and you trust that they're not going to chop all of your hair off unless that's what you're there for. So we're using these very simple examples in the series for a reason, because we think that we need to look for, if we're trying to align with the love of our life, a safe, healthy, conscious partnership, that we need to look for specific examples of trust in that area. When all we have is a history of relationships that breached trust, that we're not safe, that we didn't have trust and faith in the person or the relationship or the stability of it, or we weren't actually safe. So if we can't look back and find that in the exact same conditions, we think that it's not possible. We think that we don't know how to do it. And the thing about these different energies is they are the same. It's the same energy, the same frequency, whether it's something as small as going to your hairstylist and trusting that you won't get your head shaved and coming from a place of trust as an embodied way of being working towards the things that feel impossible. So this is all about energetics. This is frequency and energetics work. This is way of being work. And way of being work for us is not fake it till we make it. It's not intellectual. It's not mind. It's not mindset. It's the frequency from which everything comes. So we want to learn to hold that frequency of trust and faith and coming from a space of abundance not scarcity. Because when we're trying to align with what we want, when we come from scarcity, we feel fear, we feel tension, we we grip onto things that maybe aren't right for us because we just don't think that there's enough. We start to act from desperation 
And in doing so, we push away a lot of the people and things that we're actually trying to align with, that we're actually trying to call into and hold on to, call into our life and hold on to. So trust. I want you to find somewhere in your life where you have trust and faith. And notice how you feel. Do you go to your hairstylist and feel tense? Do you feel like you have to control and micromanage? If you do, maybe it's not the right hairstylist and maybe you have trauma around that. So use an example where you feel trust. It could be opening up your computer in the morning. It could be calling your best friend and knowing that they'll listen to you. It could be going to the hairstylist, going to the dentist, going to your favorite eye doctor, going to your favorite restaurant and trusting that you're going to get the exact cup of coffee that you want and it's going to taste perfect and nobody makes it like them. That is trust, a firm belief in the reliability, the truth, ability, or strength of someone or something, the consistency of them. Think about how you feel. Where is your energy? Is it tense? Is it micromanaging? Is it hypervigilant? Is it calm? Is it steady? Is it centered? And do you move with a sense of trust that everything's going to be okay, everything's going to work out? What is your energy doing? How are your cells vibrating? What is the frequency of how you move, how you speak, how you talk, how you hold yourself? Trust is an energetic state. It is a frequency. And when we vibrate from a space of trust, we align with different people and things. We Work with the energy of life, with the energy of our universe, which is consistent and loving and wired to support our growth and expansion. All of the things that hinder us, the systems, the environment, the circumstances, that's all human interaction. That's all human life. That's this realm that we're in, the society that we're in, this world that we're in at this time. The baseline state of the universe is supportive of our expansion and continuous growth. So to tap into that energy, we have to come from a state of trust. That does not mean that we are not aware of our surroundings. That does not mean that we do not think about how to stay safe and secure in certain situations. That doesn't mean that we bypass or ignore the places and people and experiences that are not safe, that are not secure, that are not trustworthy, not worthy of our firm belief not worthy of our trust and faith. Nothing on the show is bypassing in that nature. So this is not me saying you just need to learn to trust everything and everyone. There might be deeper healing work that you need to do to be able to come from a place of trust and faith, especially if you have a history of people breaching and breaking your trust, people undermining you, taking advantage of you, causing harm to you. That trauma continues to live in ourselves. It continues to live in our body and our being. In order for us to really exist from a state of trust, we have to work to heal those wounds. That does not mean that we become ignorant and blind to places where we need to have that level of hypervigilance. We need to have that awareness. We need to see people prove and earn our trust, prove their trustworthiness, be consistent, do the things that they say they're going to do, be the person that they say that they are. That's normal. But if you're coming from this constant space of distrust, you are vibrating at a different frequency and you are using your energy in a very unproductive way. So it's a balance. 
of where do I need to be conscious and aware? Where do people need to earn my trust first? Where should I not just blindly trust that everything's going to work out all right? Where should I be asking questions? Where should I be conscious and aware of just different aspects of how people behave or what's going on? Where do I need to watch for consistency? That's not being someone who can't operate from trust. That's being conscious to the world that we live in and the places where feeling out trust is necessary. But when you come from trust as your baseline, there is an openness to you. There is a calmness to you. Think about the state of your energy and your body when you trust that your hairstylist will not chop your hair off. When you trust that your favorite sandwich shop is going to give you something that you love. When you trust that your best friend is going to show up like they always do. You don't think about it. Your energy is not wrapped up in trying to control it, trying to double check, trying to make sure that you're safe and secure, trying to make sure that this time they're not going to botch it. There is a trust, there is an openness, there is a release, there is a presence to where you are. Now, the abundance and scarcity piece is a part of trust. Trusting in the abundance of life, the abundance of this realm, the abundance of experience and possibilities. That does not mean that we can't acknowledge and feel how we feel about the places where resources are scarce. There's a difference between resources being scarce and scarcity mindset, scarcity energetics. If we exist from a state of scarcity, that means we feel and believe there is never enough. We do not trust that Our needs will get met. We will get what we need. We will be taken care of. We'll be able to figure it out. Whatever it might be, there's this lack mentality. And again, that is different than acknowledging lack of resources, lack of what you need, lack of love and care, lack of whatever it might be. The energy of lack and scarcity is desperation. It's fear. It's distrust. It's control. It's all of these contractive states that bog our energy and frequency down and heighten our hypervigilance, heighten our trauma responses and triggers, heighten our reactivity. This requires discernment and distinction. It's not bad or wrong or negative to see that things are scarce, sparse, that there is a lack of something. That is seeing things for what they are. It's the stories that we tell, the interpretations that we have, what we make that mean about us, other people, life, the world, and the energetic response that can come from that interpretation and story. So all that happened is what happened. That might be that you look at your bank account, you only have $10. There is a lack of resource there. There is a scarcity of money. You might look at your calendar and see that you are booked solid for three weeks. There is barely time to breathe. All my entrepreneur friends have probably experienced this. I think about my 2018, where there were times that I literally worked from 6 a.m. till 2 or 3 a.m. for weeks on end. I was absolutely depleted. I absolutely had a scarcity of free time, a lack of free time. That is descriptive. So we'll link to the episode where we talk about trust. We'll also link to the episode where we talk about how we use words and why that matters and how we have to actually redefine words. 
or go back to their actual definition. Lack, scarcity, those are not inherently negative words. It's the energy and intention behind them. It's if we're interpreting them and assigning meaning to them, spiraling because of them, lowering our energetic state and frequency because of them. This is not a bypassy conversation. This is not just think positive, think that you have abundance and it will be true because if you focus on the scarcity and the lack, you're going to manifest more of it. There is nothing wrong with acknowledging scarcity and lack for what they are. There is a lack of time. There is a lack of money. There is a lack of support. There's a lack of pathways or options. There is a scarcity of these things. They are scarce. There is not much of them. That's all we're saying when we use those words descriptively. But if you come from a frequency of scarcity, if you come from a frequency of lack, if you come from a frequency of distrust because of that, you're not able to see and stay open to or grab onto, grab hold of, continue to hold onto the things that you want. When we operate from a frequency, an energetic state of scarcity, lack, and distrust, we don't see possibility because our entire being is vibrating from a place of there's not enough. I need to fight and control. I need to scramble. Oh my God, everything's going to crap. What do I do? I have no idea what to do. There's not enough. There's not enough. There's not enough. When we come from that place and can't trust other people, got to keep my eye on everybody. Everybody's out to get me. Everybody's trying to make a fool of me. Whatever those stories might be, think about how you hold your body and your being. The semantics of that. And what that communicates throughout ourselves and how that influences how we think, how we act, how we be, how we behave, what we do. It does not do so positively. It does not do so productively, expansively. It does not align us with the things that we want. Now, again, this is not to bypass. If you have had your trust broken in really painful, traumatic ways, feel those feelings process those experiences, work with them productively so that you can be free of the old relation to those energies, those words, those feelings. This is not about bypassing and ignoring the fact that we have triggers, that we might have very real, valid, horrific reasons to not trust, to react and be triggered by lack and scarcity situations. The difference is being able to see things for what they are and continue to stay plugged into the truth that there is an abundance and there is no scarcity or lack in this world. That doesn't mean that we don't acknowledge our present circumstances. This is where a lot of these conversations go awry, in my opinion, is we love the idea of that. The world is abundant. There's, there's always enough. There's always more. You're just in a, a scarcity mindset. You're just not believing about it right. You're not mindsetting about it right. We acknowledge our circumstances so that we can work with them. We acknowledge our circumstances so that we're not bypassing the reality of our experience. We feel our feelings 
about our circumstances, the raw energy. There have certainly been many times where I have absolutely broken down at the lack of time, the scarcity of resources in my real lived circumstances, whether that was time, money, support, absolutely have had massive breakdowns. And I've talked before on this show about how a trigger for me into my winning strategy tantrum is when I feel overbooked. That lack of time, that scarcity of time is a trigger for me. So we're not bypassing all of this. We're looking at why am I so triggered? Why am I so distrusting? Why am I so fearful when there is a lack of resource, when there is a lack of something? We want to process through that. We want to work with those experiences, heal them on the deepest level possible. That's incredibly important work. We do not skip that. We also don't ignore our circumstances as if imagining that they're different or monitoring them in our mind to be different than they are is somehow going to change them. We are present with our present circumstances. We acknowledge them for what they are. We use our language very consciously and intentionally, which does not mean that we avoid words like lack, scarcity, distrust, fear. We acknowledge them. There is a lack. There is a lack of resource and support, which easily triggers a feeling of distrust in our body. We don't trust that we're going to be okay. We don't have that firm belief in the reliability of life to support us, other people to support us the finances to come in, the help to come so that we actually have time to breathe and eat and maybe even sleep. We acknowledge our circumstances. We feel how we feel, raw emotion and energy. We do not interpret or tell stories. And the somatics work comes into play with trust, abundance, with tapping into the energetic state of feeling abundant of having trust and faith that you will be supported. Pathways and possibilities will open. It's not impossible for you to have what you want. That doesn't mean that everything magically changes because we think that way. Because we tap into that energetic state and we operate from that frequency. But when we operate from that frequency, we are better able to see pathways and possibilities. We are better able to navigate our present circumstances from a grounded, clear space plugged into who we need to be to have what it is that we desire. This is the work, embodying the energetics, the person who has what we want. The person who has abundance feels abundant. The person who has trust and support, all the money they need, all the pathways and possibilities, who feels supported by life itself, operates from a frequency of trust. So it's not bypassing. It's learning to plug into that frequency of how you feel when you go to your favorite restaurant and you know you're going to love what they give you. You trust in that. When you've had an abundance of options or possibilities, whatever they may be, however small they might be, again, you might not have a history of ever feeling abundant with time, support, money, whatever it might be, pathways, possibilities, options. But there is somewhere where you have felt abundance. 
That might be as simple as when you bring home a big jar of peanut butter, you feel abundant. Look at all this peanut butter. You can have all the sandwiches you want. You can shove your spoon in there as many times as you want. These little moments where we have that energy that we're trying to tap into for the bigger, more challenging things are relevant, are helpful, are supportive. So even if you have not experienced it in all the places where you're trying to create something, you're trying to do something that feels impossible, you have felt it somewhere. Can you tap into that state, that frequency, not fake it till you make it, not holding your body in a place of trust and faith and abundance, but energetically infusing your being and your body with that frequency, plugging into that while staying present to the reality of your circumstances. This is a challenging practice. There was a year, and I'll write about this in detail in my next book, 2021, It was a very stagnant year. I've talked about that a lot. Things slowed way down with business. And I had very challenging moments financially throughout that year and repeatedly was given opportunities to come from a state of trust without bypassing or magical mindsetting my way through the reality that I did not have enough money at times for the things I needed to pay for. So it's this balance of learning to hold the frequency of trust while being conscious to and acknowledging of and navigating through your challenging circumstances. Because when we do this, we're able to see more possibilities and pathways. We're able to take better care of ourselves, our bodies, our being, because we're not in this heightened state of fight or flight. We're not trying to control and micromanage. We're not hypervigilant. We might be thinking about a lot of things, digging our hands into a lot of pieces, trying to navigate, and certainly trying to control to some degree, but we're not doing it from this state of being triggered, of a trauma response, of feeling like desperation. If I don't do this, everything's going to fall apart. There is a calm to us. There is a centeredness to us. There is a trust that there is support out there. There are resources out there. There are pathways to that. I just haven't found them yet. We'll also link to the conversation where we talk a lot about how it's not necessarily that it's impossible. It's that we haven't found the way yet. And in that conversation, we're having the same discussion about energetics. It's not about not acknowledging the challenging circumstances or bypassing our emotions and experience around it, or being ignorant to or pretending like the systems and the traumas and all of these things aren't a real factor. It's about holding a state of openness. That's what holding a state of trust and abundance does for us. We might be seriously lacking, have serious, actual, literal scarcity in certain areas of our life, but we are not operating from that energy. There might be lots of reasons in the past of why we shouldn't trust, but we are not operating from that energy of distrust. We are coming from a frequency of softness, of openness, of trust, of faith, of acknowledgement of the abundance of life, of holding the idea and energy that I just haven't figured it out yet. This is why this is so important. We do not use it to bypass. We stay in that frequency as we navigate and acknowledge the reality of our circumstances. So what are the somatics of trust for you? When you've had trust in your life and your experiences, 
What are the semantics of that? How did you feel? How did you vibrate? What was the frequency of your being, of everything that you did? How did you move when you came from that state? How did you talk? How did you think? That's all frequency and energy that we're looking for in the body. The somatics of trust, the somatics of abundance. These go hand in hand. That's why they're in this episode together. And can you plug into that frequency, that energetic state without bypassing? Allowing yourself to acknowledge the reality that there is a lack of, a scarcity of, whatever might be lacking or scarce in your life without the stories, without the energy of scarcity, the energy of lack, the energy of distrust. And can you practice holding that in the face of the most challenging circumstances? where you're being tested. Maybe that's having traumatic relationships and getting back into the dating world. Can you hold the frequency of trust while navigating carefully? Maybe that is not having enough money to support your life, not knowing how you're going to pay the rent next month. Can you hold that frequency of abundance, of trust and faith that you are supported while navigating the reality of your situation? It's a dance and it takes practice. And it doesn't mean that you will magically, suddenly money will rain from the sky, your perfect partner will come in, the most supportive, amazing group will show up at your door, but you will begin to align with those experiences and you will see pathways to them that you would not be able to see otherwise. So can you practice staying plugged into the somatics of trust, the somatics of abundance? while navigating the reality of your situation, while making sure that you stay safe. What would that look like? If you need support, check the show notes for resources, and I will be back with another episode. 